Testing one, two. Yo, yo, what's good? Not much. What's going on? Not shit. Right. Yet again. That was actually my line. I'm supposed to say the not My bad. It's nah, all good. Meh. I'm in a different mood today. Yeah. It's about three o'clock in the afternoon. It's the earliest one we've done. Yeah. I mean, cool. I like uh, the energy. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's April Fool's Day, so. Oh, well, then there's that. You know what I'm saying? But ain't shit funny. Not a goddamn thing nah, about this bi- this bullshit. Yeah, y'all can miss me with the, that <laughs> shit, for real. It, I, I don't want no phone calls talking about somebody that came down with uh, the damn disease. Because you can't even lie, motherfucker. You is pregnant. <laughs> that part. <laughs> okay. You can't, you can't fake a motherfucker out now. You might not know it yet. You pregnant. You pregnant. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to the Capricorns and the new Sagittarius. <laughs> they on the way. They is on the way. <laughs> That's what's up. Last night's sleep pattern was crazy. Uh, I took yeah. a quick little nap in the middle of the day and got back up at what, like two know. or three something, I think. Stayed up for a few hours watching Truth Be Told. That's a good one. Yeah, Truth Be Told. That's got Octavia Spencer in it. It's on Apple TV. I think her name is Lizzie Kaplan, is the um, the white girl that played the twins. Oh, yeah. She did a great job. She, yeah. She yeah. Did Anybody who can play themselves opposite of themselves. What? Like, Re- re-say that. Anyone who can play themselves. No, don't say it how you said it. Say it a different way. <laughs> <laughs> if you are able She's to. She's not playing herself. No, she, you're, you're playing one person. Um, you're one person playing two roles. There you that go. are mirror images of themselves. Yeah, they're twins, obviously. Yeah. 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 Uh, she, either, either they way, were slightly she did a different. Uh, but she did a great job. She, she did, did a phenomenal job. Absolutely. That was a good one. Uh uh, I feel like the ending could have been better. Uh, yeah. They could have approached. Because after was, a while, it was just like, it was one or the other. Yeah, I mean. And I figured it was not the one that they were leaning yeah, towards. Yeah. Because it was too easy. Everybody like, that they was like going after, it was it wasn't never them. them. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, check it out. It's on Apple TV. I'm sure you can find a download and get you a torrent or something mm-hmm. if you don't have Apple TV. But Apple TV, even though they're not paying me, I'm just going to throw this out there. They're giving you a year free. Go for it. Yeah. Yep. It's not a lot on there that's yet, right? But um, I mean, but with a year free. Yeah. You know, telling what they're going to Like we just out. found out, they just shut down all production on everything. True. I don't think they just did that, but I was kind of thinking about that. Like, dang. Yeah. So if something wasn't already in a pipeline, we kind of screwed. Yeah. yeah. All production is shut down for upcoming movies. It's going to be crazy. Which includes Black Panther 2. Damn. Right. What was it? Something on Twitter that said that they the uh, home box office or home office, whatever it is, the the movie mm-hmm. theaters had pulled in like five thousand and something uh, in a week. In, in a, a week, whopping 5, yeah, 000. like <laughs> and they made two hundred and twenty million last Crazy. year. Crazy! All the box office, uh, yeah. yeah, for box all office. your your theaters. Crazy. Yeah. So everybody feeling it. It's a different experience. It's an even playing field. Mm-hmm. Like obviously they they still have more money, and so when when the time is, um, but that's the thing is like in this industry, you know, you're not necessarily trying to compete with the big wigs, right? And you don't have to. But what you are trying to compete with is is garnering attention. Yeah. And so it's an even playing field at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Whether you got a big budget or not, yeah. Like it, it's literally the creators market right now Mm -hmm. yeah if you are anybody who is even considered whether it's podcasting youtube channel writing a book whatever you got time to do go for it it's a good time Mm -hmm. Uh, 
So, what's the deal? First thing we talking about today. It's tea and shit today. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to try to turn up a little bit. We're going to try. So, uh, next week yes. is the week leading up to Easter. And all up and down my timeline. <laughs> what the fuck is thinking about Easter well, right now? Well, hey, apparently it's a thing because everybody's worried about whether or not Easter has been canceled. Are you listen, wondering? Listen. Work is canceled. Listen. <laughs> I'm not saying that this makes sense. I'm just addressing it because everyone on my timeline is addressing it. This is tea and shit, not tea and shit, not dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Touche. Well, so, and then, okay, so there's that. Okay, people don't get to wear their uh their Easter outfits. And the folks that don't usually go to church anyway and only show up for Easter get one less time to sit in a pew yeah. and have a preacher talk your life. But it ain't, I mean, between that and the birthdays that have been missed. Okay, I get it. Yeah, let's go to the next topic. Who gives a fuck? Like it, You can't do 90% of the things that you do on a normal basis. Is people really, I think we're bored. You're yeah. literally bored. Yeah. Who looks forward to Easter in the fucking first place? I get I it mean, with the kids. They, they want their candy. Well, they can still get their candy. But no, nobody take that shit serious, man. It is a... It's I'm a, not going to say it's the kids. I think it'd be the parents. The parents be going crazy for that shit. I mean, kids they, don't even know what the hell is going on. No, absolutely. Yeah, but... What are we talking about here? You can't have a <laughs> gathering of more than 10 people. Like, you're more concerned about Easter... Jesus isn't there. This is the resurrected. Man, he ain't chilling. He ain't got the virus. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, enjoy that experience at home. Yeah. Let's discuss what Easter's really about. No, let's not. <laughs> I'm not saying us right now. They not, yeah. I'm they saying not while you're either. at home. <laughs> <laughs> the powers that be have nothing to do with this yeah, shit. Yeah, what the fuck are y'all talking about, you fucking idiots, man? Material, like... Okay. So while we're in that vein, though, okay. what was your experience like as a PK when you were a kid? I don't give a fuck. No, but what you saying? Yeah, like just talk about your experience for church when you were a child. I just put up a post the other day. Growing up as a pastor kid, I really realized how useless church services are. Well, there you have it. There it is. I just put that on a Facebook post. I didn't even see that. Everybody was laughing at it. Like, And it's 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 not that... There is no value in going to church or anything of that. I'm not saying yeah. that. You realize that if your life does not look anything like what you're trying to accomplish at church, it's of naught. <laughs> and I'm a pastor's kid who who genuinely, my, my father is genuinely a Christian. He really believes that bullshit. And lives it. Yeah. Yeah. It lives it. And yeah. at, at the end of the day... It's not even about his beliefs in necessarily, you know, who is Jesus or, or whatever, or if there's a God. It's that because I believe this, this should show up in my life. Yeah. Excuse me. So, no, fuck Easter. Fuck church services. Fuck church. <laughs> if you're not going to live a life, yes, fuck church. Now, I wouldn't say this to my, well, I wouldn't use the word fuck right. to my dad. <laughs> 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 Because he's an idiot, too. Let's just get this out. I talked to him oh yesterday. And he, oh, we going there, yeah, going absolutely. there. Since we want to pod and shit, uh -huh. niggas want to talk about dumb shit. <laughs> dumb and shit, right? So 
And you know, disrespect my father knows that this is coming from a perfectly good place. We argue about these type of things on a consistent basis, and I don't believe he's going to see this anyway. That so shit I don't, is so hilarious. Or hear this anyway, so I don't really care what the people listening have to say. Yeah. But this applies to y'all too. So he calls me, and he says, um, "Yeah, I need to. I need to f- find out." Uh, how to share my screen on the Facebook Live. And I'm like, oh, cool. Let me look it up for you. Well, he's using his iPad, and they don't have that um, available, that capability yeah. for iPad yet. So I'm like, you can use your desktop. And whatever, we go through it. And, you know, he's 60-something years old, 60 to be exact. And um, so it's a little difficult for him yeah. or whatever, but he is tech-savvy. He has two he's, iPads, iPhones. It's pretty nerdy. Desk, Mac, yeah. uh, iMac. He, he has it all, right? Inspector Gadget. Got all, yeah, he got all this. So he knows a little bit or whatever. And so I asked him, I was like, well, uh, he, he mentioned, he was like, I'm going to do this at church. And I'm like, why don't you just do it at home? <laughs> and so there's this thing where you can add or you can allow a gathering of 10 people. So yeah. that means one himself and nine others. So how do you choose which 10 can come? And so I asked him that, and, you know, really, was it a great answer? It was just like, my dad is is the most rudest non-room person. Like, he's going to do what the fuck he wants to do. It's, I don't care how much logic you present him. He's going to do it his way. And so I, I peep into his uh, live today. And uh, I'm going to call him back. Uh, I peep into his live today, and he's just sitting in his office at church. <laughs> this could have been an email. <laughs> Why didn't you stay home? Literally. Like, at the end of the day, what, as a pastor, and I disagree with him totally, and we may talk about it later when I'm on the phone with him, but I disagree with him totally because at the end of the day, what you should be doing is leading. Yeah. Stay your ass at home. Yeah. Regardless if you have the right or you have the the leeway. You've been sanctioned. That and, you can do ten people, and you can go and leave. But the stay what if at one home, of them ten people got it. Exactly, you don't know. Yeah. And because they ain't just passing out tests. Yeah. So my thing is like take some leadership and realize I probably should just stay at home just to help my constituents, my you know the people I'm teaching, the, my congregation to learn to stay at home right. because this can become a thing where you can't go out. And it's martial law in a sense. Yeah. Like, stay your ass in the home, in the, in the house, and if you don't, you're going to jail. Right. So here's a great time, and that's what happens. That's what's wrong with this fucking... This whole situation is because none of us took um, real consideration of others and the universe. Yeah. This is what it's kind of teaching us. So now the government is ha- having a sanction, and we all are like, oh, my God. Right. W- what happened to freedom? It's another another conversation. Story, right? <laughs> and so it's like, I just disagree with him. Like, you have all of this capability to do from home. Stay at home order is what every single state is under. Right. I don't care what the, go to the essential places. The church has, is not an essential place. No. Unfortunately. Even as much as y'all think it is, it's not, obviously. That's what comes across as so um, selfish to me. In those instances, because a lot of the pastors and spiritual leaders are like, we're still having church over here. God One is of them got the- arrested. I think it was in North Carolina or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. Oh, they was having full-on church then. Yeah, he had yeah. 1,200 people that Aww, came. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking up the church's money. 
<laughs> literally literally they gotta bail your ass out right there, dumb ass. <laughs> that's that's what their ties went to that week no um but yes god is in the healing business that happens he ain't healed no coronavirus i mean you know that depends on how you want to look at it but he, either he, way he, the, the shout out to the nurses and the doctors yeah across the world yeah the, the natural healers too yeah i want to put you out because i know a lot of people so they talked about December and January, there was supposed to be a strand of it that got out. And those people who were like, s- seem to have gotten healed, if you yeah. will. So I don't know. You yeah. Know what I mean? Whatever it was during that time. And I saw a lot of people on my timeline agreeing that they had experienced it. It was, it was flu-like, but it lasted way longer and was worse than the typical flu. Couldn't, couldn't get over it that easy, but then you did and now you're fine. And so it's, it's, going around that that may have been one of the coronavirus strands mm-hmm. so shout out to those who existed through that sure and uh made it out alive yeah but that's not taking anything away from people's tendency to lean on god in these times Please but do. yeah no absolutely but don't be selfish in in the pursuit of keeping your congregation going in, in, in the sake of for the sake of tradition yeah Exactly. Now is the time for everybody to stay home. Yeah, like, Just what the do fuck that. is wrong with it? Just stay home. If you're not an essential worker, and it's not, uh, uh, your, your job hasn't told you or have set you up at home, and you have to go to work, okay. But church... Uh, nah, bro. Because like, the church is not, it should be in your home. It should be. It should be in you. Wherever you are. Absolutely. But we got through that one pretty good. We did. Yes. Yay us. Off the dumb shit. <laughs> I think that's what this one should be called. Off the dumb Off shit. Off the dumb shit. <laughs> I fit to call my homie. He just uh that hit me up while we were uh recording. Uh oh. I told him I'd call him back. Let's see if he answers. He talking about he drunk at two thirty. I'm kinda jealous. <laughs> I'm over here on this tea and shit, talking about dumb and shit. Hmm? Guess he doesn't want to talk. He'll call back at the most inopportune that, moment. That's just day. him. Yep. Perfect. Probably sitting right next to the phone too. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit! <laughs> I'm about to hit the highway, bro. <laughs> <laughs> to Africa. Okay, oh, we gonna on. let him live. Right. What's the next one? We'll let him bring the jokes when we get on. I need to find out how to connect him directly in. That would be cool. Well, I'll figure that out next. Yeah, next, next time, next yeah. time. Because we could we could get quite a few guests on the show that way. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, go right ahead. What's next? Yeah, um, friends that are your friends and them becoming friends with your significant other. Mm-hmm. Now we know someone who is. Absolutely and entirely dead set against the person that she's dating having any connection or uh, relation to the people that she's. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so we've had this conversation before, but like, how do you feel about? I you got it's a little bit different for you, I guess, because all your friends are are women, and so there's that. But I don't think I think that even. It should, in, in most circumstances. But anyhow, your your experience, your thought on that. My opinion? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so like partly, to me it just sounds like insecurity. Hmm. Me personally. I think um, everybody just wants to like compartmentalize their lives in ways that make them comfortable. Because it's real, you don't know, you don't consider other people's opinions about it. You only are considering what you think. Yeah. So I'm not going to call you a friend. And I don't call people a friend that I can't bring around. You're not a friend. Yeah. You're an associate. Yeah. A friend should be so into your life enough they that... Damn near don't get one without the other anyway. Yeah, like these is my people, right? And so I don't, I don't vote well with those type of people. Yeah. Oftentimes those type of people have... Um, some sort of issue with me, which is fine because I don't like you motherfuckers anyway, right? But me, we going to have dinner. We going to, like, I don't want to hang out with just you per se. Like, like I know, you know, me and you are, you know, we 24-7 or whatever and our situation is a little different. But if I go out, I want to go out with my friends. Yeah. Your friends. Yeah. If you got cool friends. Right. A lot of people be having... Bum-ass friends. Bum-ass friends and bum-ass significant others. Yep. And now I've been in a situation where I have not... Some people you can't take everywhere. And I was just about to say that. Like, in in every situation, you're sitting there cringing and hoping that the wrong thing does not fall out this person's mouth. Not like y'all got secrets and shit, but just this nigga is dumb as fuck. Now, see, I, I want competent friends and competent significant others. Yeah. Me personally. Yeah. Because I know my life. My life is a life of competence. Not to say that I'm the most or whatever. It simply says that the things that I am involved in, I need people to be around me who have a level of competence. That right. they can conduct themselves in right. any scenario. Right. Whether you, that's a threesome or that's a business meeting. You be, never know what <laughs> might happen. Please handle yourself. Any and everything is possible. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that's my opinion on this shit. Why are you with someone that you want to keep away? Yeah. For, and it's, is it because, you know, I know a lot of women and men don't want to bring a significant other around their friends because they got friends who are trifling. Right. And they be trying to fuck. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. That's an extreme of it. Then there's the whole, you are different people. With different people, right. which makes you fake, yeah. Um, or you got something to hide, or you're just insecure. Yeah. I I don't understand why you would not want people who matter to you to be to in a be space to, together. Yeah. Because they're guess, all feeding you. Yeah, and then that's the that's the thing about even choosing the people that you want in your life with some sort of you know standard like being particular about who you share your space with because i've been in situations where you know i've said i wouldn't i wouldn't leave this particular home girl with my significant other not just okay i'm gonna run to the store but like if it was some shit where something happened and she needed a place to stay then i'm i'm not comfortable with her being <laughs> there that close all the time well, and then i gotta go somewhere somebody for has to go i mean you know and that's yeah, it's like, well, why are you friends with her? But now you were talking about a particular person, and she may hear this. 
you were talking about a particular person, I would understand why she wouldn't bring someone around me. Yeah. Her significant other around me. Yeah. I can get that. Yeah. So, I see you. <laughs> I understand that. I can understand that for anybody yeah. because of how I am. Right. But, but see, that's that's twofold because there's the one side of somebody seeing, you know, the whole of who you are and being attracted to that. But then there's also the side of this nigga holds no bars and does not filter anything for anyone. No. And if I know for myself that the type of shit that you would say or think that you got right to do or be on or whatever, he going to nip that in the bud real quick, and then I'm going to be stuck in the middle of both of y'all look, looking like, damn, can everybody just get nah, along? No, see, you you taking that wrong. You saying that wrong. What I'm saying is that I can understand Big Meesh yeah. not bringing her significant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah I'm oh, not, yeah, no. Cause, I can see why she wouldn't. Yeah. Or any one of your friends yeah. would bring their significant yeah, other nah. over here. <laughs> I I get that. Yeah. As far as like you you have no problem bringing one of your friends here and leaving her here twenty four seven three hundred and sixty five days and nothing is going to happen. Yeah. I'm not going to be attracted no, no, to no. your friends anyway. So like I, there's there's context <laughs> behind what I'm saying because I'm discussing more than one friend. But yeah, you responded to what I was saying. Yeah. All right. So. The friend that I would not bring around, it's because, not because I don't trust you, I don't trust her. Oh, no, and you in every, bring her around. And in every other situation where it was not you, I, I would not have been yeah, able to that. trust them to be the, the, the stand-up person in the situation. But you basically are telling us you have ancient friends yeah. and an ancient yep. significant other. Yep. Okay. No lies told. That's the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm saying, I'm speaking, but I'm also saying that, you know, even when it comes down to like certain cousins or family members, when you just know people's personalities won't mesh and they won't get along. See, I don't even care about that. Like I want everybody. Yeah. Like if I want the one reason I want to get rich is so that I can have, because I have a lot of family members and I have a lot of friends who really are having a hard time on their own. Yeah. I would love to house Everyone, yeah, give them their own space, just and everyone's there. Dinner is at six, yeah, yeah, do what you want, just excuse me, contribute, yeah, yeah, like do something, yeah. you know what I mean? I that's what I and again, this is an opinion based, this is my outlook, and so I understand other people's pursuits are different, yeah, but yeah, bring that hoe over here. <laughs> We'll get her. All, she'll be out here selling her pussy. Lord. If you want to, if you want to fuck your friends, or you one of them type of people where you would fuck your friend's significant other, you need to learn how to sell that pussy or dick, whatever Might you are. Might as well get paid. Yeah, and bring them over. I will show them. <laughs> I got the key to the city. I got a hold of Sadiddy. There this nigga is. Perfect timing. Yep. What's up, my nigga? Well, it's the measure, nigga. We, we we shooting live. You are on the Vodka Shit Podcast. Talking shit. That, yeah, it's just us. You could probably they could probably hear you. What's going on? How you how you uh how you holding up?
What you cooking? I need some California rice, man. When the last time you had California yeah. rice? We ain't done that in <laughs> Yo, it been a minute, yo. Damn. We might have to do that soon. Yeah, that's what's up. How you holding up in this quarantine shit? No, your crazy ass about to lose it. <laughs> and watch it. <laughs> Right? That's what's up. Garlic, garlic water. You tired of fucking her yet? Mm. <laughs> 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 he said almost. I'm almost there. I got a week left for this. Up. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> we all quarantined out here. That's what's up, my nigga. I love you. I'm gonna hit you when I I'm gonna hit you when I get done, all right? Hey, you wanted the greatest, yo. I appreciate Thanks, it. So are you. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> he said almost. <laughs> the expiration date is right around the corner. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody got about a week left with this motherfucker. <laughs> Trump oh, is fucking it up for, for us. everybody. Damn, my nigga. Uh yeah. So Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Like, I can't bring him around everybody. Like, and I would, because I don't give a fuck. Like, what's popping? That's for different reasons, though. Yeah, he's going, you know. Yeah. He's going to have it lit. He's, he's a definite it. comedian. Love it. I, I hope he's sitting down figuring this shit out. Like, you can't really move. Yeah. So what you going to do? You feel me? Get in um, front of the camera. I, I think I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to find a way to, to, to bring the audio in so we can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. With a bunch of y'all, if y'all want. Um. Anyhow, yeah, so that's my opinion on friends. Or, like, I don't understand it. Yeah. I really don't. Like, yeah. I just really got to a point where I understand uh, what it means to even be selective in choosing friends. For so long, yeah. my friends were the people that I had known since I was a child, and they hold those positions because of longevity like that's yeah. just always been sure the homie like that's always been sis and now that i'm grown and older older and you know people got real life shit happening folks is, is pursuing shit trying to grow themselves personally and all of that it means so much more when you make connections in this space and are paying attention to the, the value that both of y'all bring to each other's life so at this point i haven't come into contact with anybody that I've really allowed to get close enough that I wouldn't bring around and actually be like, Mikase Sukase. So. All right. Yeah. Cheers to the good friends. Y'all are the real MVPs. MVPs? MVPs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pronounce your Vs. Hmm. <coughs> MVPs. <laughs> nice. Well, shit. This particular time in the quarantine, you know, I saw somebody post earlier asking about um, success rates. We've seen so much about how many people are contracting, how many people are dying from, and, you know, all of these folks that are at risk saving lives in the medical field and whatnot. But it, it raises a question for me as someone who is approaching 32, the conversation of death being a reality for for a lot of people that it 
basically natural causes in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, understood, it's a virus, so. That ain't natural at no, all. No, I know, I know. But, you know, when you're black in America and you are young, one of the things that you worry about is being an innocent bystander or being someone who is a victim of violence, domestic violence, gun violence, whatever, and being taken out that way in a painful manner. Mm -hmm. But now we're looking at a situation where one of us um, could potentially end up sick and never make it back from it. And I wonder if people are taking that conversation more seriously, because a lot of us don't have life insurance. A lot of us don't have, you know, our quote unquote affairs in order or any of that shit. And I personally don't have children, but a lot of my friends do. So, yeah. You know, it's just one of those conversations we don't have much in the black community, and it's a little close to home right now. Niggas die every day, B. I mean, I know it's a funny statement that we use, <laughs> but it is very true. Yeah. And in the context that that statement was birthed in, it was a movie called Paid in Full. Right. Uh, and obviously, a lot of things that you talked about was, was happening. These were drug dealers. They was in the middle of the streets, blah, blah, blah. But it's still such a a thing I shouldn't say a thing more so a theme that resonates throughout life so yeah obviously the coronavirus and and this isn't our first time we've had the SARS we've had the Ebola um yeah you name it um going back to when they passed down syphilis yeah um all of those afraid to open the mail because of anthrax. All of that shit, right? <laughs> Our generation has lived through a lot of bullshit. Yeah, but like, this ain't the worst that it's ever been. Yeah. So you had to live through getting beat out of your sleep to go pick cotton or yeah. suck master's dick or some shit. You know what I mean? Crazy. And it's like our our culture is so insecure and afraid of reality that we haven't adequately, like you said, created conversations mm -hmm. that allow us to communicate, to communicate which creates the fears, yeah. not just communicate the fears. The lack of communication, the lack of conversation, the lack of, of knowledgeable and wise um, information being passed down has created the fear. And then things like this happens and then you really realize, like, again, I have no control. Yeah. I need to, you know, a lot of our situations can be um, fixed or adjusted if we weren't on the hamster wheel. Yeah. And that, that much is showing itself right now. Sure. The fact that everybody has had the opportunity to unplug and just be forced to recognize that all of the shit that we thought was necessary to keep us going isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And now the conversation is like, and, and and so another thing I had put on my Facebook was like, what do these people get for trying to tell people what to do? Is there some type of internal reward or merit system? Everybody's a motivational speaker. Everybody's a motivational speaker. But this is the thing. If you were adequately having that conversation with people that you could actually impact, mm -hmm. how would that disseminate throughout culture? Exactly. It, it really has to start at home, but home isn't just the address that you... you it's you, your circle. It's the people that you, absolutely. you have direct Are you with. asking them that? Whatever it is that you're trying to tell the, the world on Facebook yeah. and your social media to make you feel like you are doing the right thing, 
in the world. Like, you're the only person. And I understand there's a lot of um, jokes and giggles and all of that for social media. But I do think that people get on their little soapbox and really think somebody's going to listen to them. And it's like, bro, we see your life. You was just with that ain't shit ass nigga last week. Listen. You don't think we know the codes that yeah. that nigga's home? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And or you know whatever it is with whatever niggas. Whatever it is, like the people who are constant on your page know what's going on. Yeah, like you what know? are you talking about? And like, none of us are up. able to really hide that. No matter what we what filters we throw on our pictures or any nah, of that, we all. know. You got bad acne. Get <laughs> you some shade butter. That part. Right. Shameless plug. Sure. <laughs> um, and so now I, I get it obviously we're seeing it from a vantage point of our own two eyes and you know what that means is the perspectives and the experiences and the backgrounds that we have that's how we view mm-hmm. um, situations topics themes whatever and we uh, especially myself I'm a very like blunt in how I say things yeah. I understand that there are um significant variables that cause people to be in the position that they might find themselves in. And so um, basically what I'm saying is is that there are two matter-of-facts in life. You are born Mm -hmm. and you die. That's it. I think too many times we are so concerned with what is happening in the middle, which is a very important part, but there are parts of your birth that affect your middle. Mm-hmm. The death that is going to come should affect your middle. Yeah. So they should not ever be conversations that are not had. I see another one of the conversations is what are the secrets uh, of your family? How'd it go? Oh, yeah. Uh, things that are off limits to, to discuss in your family. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of ties into this shit. Yeah. <clears throat> and I- that's actually what I was going to say is overall, like, yeah, we can talk literally about people are afraid of death and we don't like to say like we don't like to have that conversation but you say very often that you live your life with your funeral in mind absolutely yeah doing things even more so in the last three years we're about to celebrate my grandfather's third passing so yeah absolutely what you were saying yeah um even those things that impact who will who will show up to it what people will say about it and i think that for most of us um Death is a concept that we are so afraid of that we refuse to even go there. And there's the mentality that if you think about it, you summon it. You know what I mean? That whole, you speak something into existence. But you kind of have to, in order to come to terms with the fact that, one, it's going to happen regardless to every single one of us. You can't escape that. But then also, like you said, how does that color the middle? Yeah, so death is, is, um, it's tied to two dates. The birth and, and, you know, obviously the day that you die. And those are the the, um, the literal, right? But we, we talk about, you know, the, uh, the tongue has the power of life and death, right? right? Which is a metaphor, um, symbolism for so much. And so a lot of the topics that people don't like to discuss in their families are because they are examples of death. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because we're so afraid of death and we don't have that often in mind in anything that we do, 
it's always, it's not even about life. It's just about appearing to be alive. Yeah. What a yes. time to be alive. Because there are so many people walking this earth that are already dead. Right. And, and a lot of these topics, like, there is power in death. There is life in death. Like, um, and, and I don't want to go too deep on this because it's a whole, it's a whole conversation of explaining and, and associations that, you know, we don't really have time to discuss. But um, that's what it is. It's like, how the hell are you to overcome new experiences that have negative feelings associated with them if I don't have a great grasp great grasp on death right. and what that actually means. You know, every every religious or philosophical standpoint about death uh, excuse me insinuates that there is something after it. Mm-hmm. So that also means that you also see life in death. Yeah. So why is there such a uh, um, avoidance? Aversion. Yeah. And, yeah, an aversion to discussing death and things that relate to it. Yeah. I think one of the things that I believe is that, and I've said this before, most people are more so afraid of um, how it will happen because it's understood that none of us can avoid it. We're afraid of anything that's painful or uncomfortable. Um, And then so many of us have done things in our lives or had things done to us that we didn't resolve. And the, the notion of leaving everything behind and not having completed. But that's another thing. Like if you're, if you're living with that in mind, then every day should be a day of closure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's an introduction. There's a lot of new shit that has happened. You have never been the same. <laughs> you have never been the person you are today. That part. So it's, it's it, within the very moment exists life and death, good and bad, mm-hmm. new and old, past and future. They all exist in that very moment. Yeah. And you've never been here before. And so... What you can do is learn from the past moments that when I got to this moment that was similar to this one, I did not choose to engage with reality. Right. And so, yeah, man, it's like, it's, it's, it's a very simple um, way of approaching life when you see it for what it really is. Yeah. In moments like the coronavirus and things of this nature... That the coronavirus happens in our lives every day. All the time. That's how come us even being quarantined like this, like people, normally these things happen and the impact is not so abrupt or um, widespread to where we're all absolutely forced to have to face it simultaneously. But in this instance, you see the remnants of, of everybody being like, this was some shit we really needed anyway. Absolutely. You know, we're operating in a playing, operating rather in a in a playing field that's not designed for our success, rather literal or mental, emotional, any of that. And so, all of these corporations that have made it possible for their workers to be at home with their children and still get their jobs done, this could have been a thing, and it would have saved everybody a lot of money, a lot of stress, a lot of time, but it relinquishes power for them. 
I think even people have realized that the whole school system thing is really a crutch. And entirely Because they really don't want to deal with their kids. That's it. It's daycare. That's really all it is. Yep. Because a lot of what we learn is, like, think about it. What did you learn in school that is actually helping you today? Other than basic arithmetic, how to use words. Right. Which is something that you can teach your own children. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I'm not, not, I'm not saying do away with school. I, I don't want to go that far. But I think we need to understand what it is so that it can have a more healthy impact yeah. on our future generations. I mean, because everything that's being taught in school, one, is high-level overview, as the corporates like to say. There's not much in-depth until you go to the universities and focus in right. on one particular on subject. one particular subject. Yeah, exactly. And so what should be happening, in my opinion, is everything that is being learned in school should be being explored deeper at home. Yeah. And let's not forget that much of the school system is skewed against our children. So they're not even being taught things that would be, out, like you said, outside of arithmetic and basic usage of language that would even really benefit them because education requires context. School never even taught you how to be a good person. Nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And it's because politics. Yep. You're either Republican or conservative, or excuse me, Republican or liberal, Democrat, et cetera, however you identify. And you don't want the Republicans... To, or the Republicans don't want the Democrats to impact. impact their children. So you're basically doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It, the, the school has no power to create and help develop a solid individual. Right. And then it becomes a competition Yeah. of who gets the best grades. And That's then, all it is. Then you understand that life isn't all about the best grades. Sometimes, especially if you're getting them into culture, it's about who dresses the best. Mm-hmm. Right? And so the liberals and a are level about of that. savvy and, and common sense that can't be taught. That much is experience. Right. And so if you spend all that time drilling your kids about their grades, which, you know, yeah, if you're going to be in here learning, do your best. Sure. And, and, you know, get get good marks. But it's not all about that because how many people do we know that were straight-A students but absolutely suck at life because they zeroed in and focused completely on academics and missed out yeah. on social education? And then high school becomes, like, even though it's about getting grades, getting good grades, it becomes a competition. Mm-hmm. Get good grades so you can, so we don't have to pay for college. Literally. Right. It's, it. it's not about becoming an individual. It's mm-hmm. about becoming a statistic, really. Yeah. And, and my view on that is if you are going to bring a child into this world and your vision for that child includes college, never mind the fact that that child has, to have, has the right to have their own vision, but if your vision includes that, you got 18 years to prepare for your child to be able to go to college one way or another. And when they get to the point where they're able to make that decision for themselves, there should be something set in place for them to be able to do whatever it is their heart desires, if you were really prepared. But we've got all these ideals about what children's trajectory should be yeah. when you didn't even have that that type of uh, understanding or ambition for yourself. 
And yeah, I understand that most parents want their kids to be better than they were. Sure. But you have to understand that each of us, it's the human experience. Let me shoot the parents some bail. Like, we want to prepare our children for a world that's not prepared. Yeah. Like, we want our children to be the greatest human beings available. Are there opportunities on a consistent basis in the culture that we live in for them to be the best version of themselves? (laughs) Right? And so, you know, this is a critique on not even really on the parents. Like, there are some parents who who should be better. But that's not what, you know, that's yeah, not no. what the conversation yeah. is about. It's not even about the school system, right. per se. It's about culture. This exactly. is a critique on culture. Like, are we living in a culture that is prepared to present opportunities for people to operate, behave, think, and maneuver in the best possible way? And it's yeah. like, no, nah, you got to maneuver to uh, play the game. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. Yep. So all of the preparation that we're doing that is, um, you know, bullet pointed, like this is the A to Z to how you get there. All of us can't can't operate that way. Sure. And we've got to be able to figure out for ourselves what that looks like. Definitely a great topic. Yeah. We were going somewhere with that, though, as far as uh, we kind of got sidetracked. But... Um, things that were off limits to discuss in the family. Uh, no, we we discussed it. It depends on the family. Yeah. Uh, again, we're stuck between two extremes: life and death. Some things, um, but there is life and death, and there is death and life. Mm-hmm. The very moment you pop that little thing out your pussy, <laughs> it's dying. Ugh. That's such a fucked up way. Yeah, you know I was mean? just about to say so, that. So whatever. Yeah. Um, you always just about to say. Well, you you stole the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, no, but yeah. So I, I don't. I, it depends on the family. Depends on the circumstances surrounding that family. What you know? I, some of us have very similar ones, but um, I don't think really anything. I, see, I'm one of those kids. I told everything. Yeah. I found out some shit. I wouldn't tell all, and I have a <laughs> close rip. family. I wouldn't tell everybody. I think that has such a um, impact and reveals itself in the things that we hold close to us when we get older. And so some of the stuff that we walk into new relationships with that we don't put on the table has a lot to do with what was or was not discussed sure. in our family. Definitely. There's a lot of people in my family who are like they're growing and they're getting into the 30s and some of them 40s who are like still dealing with things. Not necessarily the act or the behavior that happened then, mm-hmm. but like overcoming that shame. Yeah. It should not have been shame because yeah. if you would have knew what your parents were doing. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I, I'm no better than anyone, but like I'm one of those people who don't have a lot of shame. Yeah. Because first of all, my father really couldn't hide shit because I was questioning. I was asking questions. I don't think he could have if you hadn't been, but... My my dad is also a very open yeah. book. And yeah. so I've seen other parents within my own family literally try to make their children... I had one... I don't give a fuck. That I had one that was kind of forced to marry a hoe because they got pregnant. Yeah. Because it didn't appear right. Yeah. And... Their relationship was horrible. Yeah. And that affected him as a man. Mm-hmm. 
that affected her as a woman. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, all because this is what is supposed to be. That is so stupid. Yeah. And, and all of these people that are telling you this is what's supposed to be are not affected by this this thing that you have to do. But they are. It's the thing. It, it, like, everybody's affected. That's why, like, I really loved how my dad approached life, regardless of our differences philosophically. Yeah. Dude lived his life and always been like, well, shit, that's the bitch you got to lie in. I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. And he has been there every step of the way, every fucking straw bed I laid in, he was there to offer a pillow. Mm. Mm. Straight up. That just gave me chills. Well, it is cold in here, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it, for real, it's like... Um, and so I can speak from this this place. I have to I give a lot of credit to my father for that, but I, I think that this is... Like, other parents know that, but they be caught up in their insecurities. Yeah. And be like, oh, no, well, this is how you're supposed to do it. My dad has never said to me, this is how you're supposed to do it. This is what I'm going to do. This is the example I've laid out for you. And I never took his example. (laughs) Which was your choice. But I always had a pillow. But yeah. Right? And so, um, I don't know where we're going with this, but like, there's so much that should be talked about. Yeah. Not so much. Almost everything outside of you telling me how you fuck my mama. I don't want to hear that, bro. I don't. I don't really care. Everything else. I'm here, so clearly that happened. Let's. let's yeah, that. like I, I don't. <laughs> I, there's some shit like that. Don't tell me that. But like, um, pretty much everything else. Like I always enjoy, even with my father, who is uh, a ladies' man. My my whole family. I mean, most men consider themselves to be ladies' men. Yeah. Whether it's true or not. You know, you have to check That's the records, <laughs> right? But my dad has never like tried to hide from that. Yeah. All he has said is, "Well, this is what I did to maneuver in that." And so, when my dad sees certain experiences that I have as I was growing, he can speak right to it. And he also understood that I was a different type of thinker than him. And so he was open to the conversation, but there are basic, like we talked about, common sense yeah. that he was able to offer that pillow. That's all a pillow is. Yeah. It's the common sense <laughs> wisdom that says, oh, I knew that bed was going to be hard. And because I still this. exist and I care, here's the pillow. Because yeah. I've been building these pillows for a long time. This is my experience. I've, I've bumped my head. Right. And you are my son. And I want you to have a better night's sleep, even though it's going to be a hard sleep. Yeah. Here's a pillow. Yeah. I sometimes wonder if parents um, look at parenting as the last stitch effort for someone in the world to believe everything that they think about themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I remember when my dad admitted that yeah. to me. He said, one of my early struggles and I'm paraphrasing, one of my early struggles that I had to overcome was that all the things that I didn't accomplish and I felt like I should have accomplished, I wanted you to. Mm-hmm. And every time that you didn't, it angered me. It frustrated me. And then I realized, first of all, I'm still alive, and then I'm speaking as my father, I'm still alive, and I still have opportunities to accomplish that for myself. For myself, right. Yes. 
so that I can tell you how yeah. to do what I want you to do. Right. Right. And, you know, again, like I, I'm just reflecting how great of a father I have. Yeah. Um, and not everyone has that. Nope. I, I don't I don't I don't take that for granted, you know, but my experience, I, I speak a lot about my dad and not much about my mom because again it was a different experience with my mom that was the she was not a deadbeat i don't want to use that word but that's where the aversion in my upbringing yeah. came from and so there were areas of my life that are affected by that and again my dad was always there to offer a pillow um because of his own experiences right so and then now my mom, because of our relationship and its growth, she can offer some pillows, and her experience is a lot different because her pillows are more so um, her walking with me as yeah. she's growing. Yeah, yeah. When she decided to grow, which was a little later, she had a late bloom, and so we're friends now. Yeah, you know what I mean, and we approach each other in that way. So. That's beautiful, though, because a lot of the damage that comes from parents pretending to be perfect in the eyes of their kids is, one, we know that's not the case. So every time you do the whole do as I say, not as I do type shit, right. well, I got questions, I'm skeptical, and I trust you less and less and less. And so now when I'm older, the conversation that I need to be had as a person who's growing into my own shit that comes from you in, in large part can't be had. That's such an ignorant statement to do as I say, not as I do. Because then I have to ask you, then why don't you do what you say? You know, <laughs> literally, if it's that simple, we should both be doing as you say. Together. Together. And All together now. Absolutely. Yeah. But so like in my experience, um, there, my mother never spoke to me in a manner, um, in a childish manner as though Vocabulary-wise, I guess is what I should say. When when her and my father were separating and we were moving up north to be closer to her family, I was privy to everything along the way. And so, in a sense, I did kind of grow up quicker than I probably should have just in the understanding of what needed to be done from a practical standpoint. I understand why she's not at any of my stuff because she's got to work. I understand I can't ask for name brand this, this, and this. And, and I got that. But when it comes to the things that make me the human that I am and and shape the human that I want to be, so much of who my parents are makes me. And if I can't discuss with you your experience of what I'm going through, even though I know for a fact that if you haven't gone through the exact same experience yourself, you can at least understand where I'm coming from because I came from you. And that conversation can never be had. So, and my mom was one of those moms that was like, I'm not, I'm not one of your little friends. Well, now I'm, like I said, I'm approaching 32 and it would be incredible to have had my mom be one of my friends, mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm at a point where I'm growing through things and the one person, my father's no longer living, but even when he was, he wasn't really around. So the one person who was there for the entire show, there's such a huge disconnect between us and not being able to have those conversations is it's difficult growing into your own and shapes how I think about having my own children and what that looks like. Yeah. So yeah. For sure. 
Talk about it. Cheers. Cheers. Cold ass tea. I know. I needed to warm it back up. Let's take a 30 second pause <laughs> to warm up the tea. <laughs> Intermission. Dun, Should we queue up some music? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Me and you, your mama and your cousin too, rolling down the strip on folks. <coughs> that wasn't the coronavirus, y'all. Rolling down the strip on bows, coming up slamming Cadillac doors. Let me sit this ass on. <laughs> I heard a call from the other way. Nick saying something, talking about, hey man, remember me from school? Nah, not really. But he kept smiling, facial expression, looking silly. He kept asking me what kind of car you drive. I know you paid. I know you got buku of holes from all them songs that y'all done made. And I replied that I've been going through the same thing as he has. True, I got more average fans than the average man. True, I got more fans than the average man, but not enough loot to last me to the end of the week. So I live by the beat like you live check the check. If you don't move your feet, then I don't eat. So we like neck to neck. Shout out to Andre 3000. Um, doom, doom, doom. So it's the day after, one year and a day. Hustle and motivate. I, I got a show today. Uh huh. That's right. Uh, they think I know the way. Right. That's what's up. I don't own any rights to this music. Amani and Cross do. Make you expose your rage. Yeah. Oops. The people gonna call it the truth. I just paid all of my dues. Noose. Dig it. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Nip Hush. Cheers to him. Right. Back in this bitch. About a minute interlude. Yeah, that was a phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> I tried. I tried. Yeah, you did. You did your thing. Yeah. DJ Reese. Why you gotta be so corny? <laughs> That's what I do. DJ Late Night Grooves. Oh my God, because that was less corny. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. What's up? What's next on the roster? <laughs> Real haters versus narcissism. Oh my God, you niggas is narcissistic <laughs> as fuck. Real haters, like, real haters are never known. 
Nope. You don't know who they are. Because a lot of times the people you think hating on you ain't hating on you. It's the people you think love you that's hating on you. Yeah. So, I think we finished that conversation. <laughs> In and out. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who my haters is. I don't even understand how you can hate me. Hey, do your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. I don't care to even converse about it. I don't have any, nah. Like, I, the hater, it, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it goes back to the whole conversation of insecurity. Like, we're, we're, I'm saying we, we're talking to people that do not exist when we go on these rants Bro. about our quote-unquote haters. And, and again, do you think people are going to listen, a hater going to listen? I'm not going to hate on her no more. Right. What is I <laughs> supposed to do? <laughs> what? I'm cured of my jealousy. <laughs> what? Because you told me. Yeah. <laughs> The power of word is not that deep. And then, like, you're so, like, you have to be an arrogant, nar narcissistic person to think that your work warrants that. Yeah. Yeah. I Who mean, are you? Literally. The only people that should have haters is Beyonce, Rihanna. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's not to quantify people's successes or anything of that nature, but... Everybody sees their success. Yeah. Enough to have On an, the grand a, stage. A, an opinion. Yeah. No one even sees half the shit you do. What are you talking about? The people in your city? The folks you graduated high school with? Man, what the fuck? <laughs> Get that the fuck out of here, man. You're a narcissist. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You want to know the cure to perceived haters? Move to a different city where no one knows. Nah, because then they're just going to get there and do the same shit. Because the problem is you. <laughs> Wherever you go, you're going to have haters. You know why? Because you're sitting with them. Mm. You are Damn. the biggest hater. Period. In your own mind. Right. It's all right there. You can't, you can't get away from it. Can't run from them guys. They ain't hating on you. Like, people... People... Individually have so much struggle in their own lives that a lot of times even people's opinion of your work is really about themselves. Yeah. So they're, again, narcissism. Yeah. They're focused on themselves, self-centered. They're not even tripping about what you're doing for real. No one cares. They're not even really paying attention. Like, And then there's so much that goes into what each of us are attempting to do that people are not privy to. So whatever someone's perception is, whatever your perception is, you have no idea what's happening behind the scenes for you to even have an opinion or some kind of say about. I don't have nothing to say. Yeah. You can't have. You don't know shit. Not a goddamn thing. Ain't nobody hating on you. You ain't that important. This we really just got to a point where we see you popping up on the timeline again. Yeah. Like whoever you <laughs> is. In it, I, like I don't care if I've never seen your shit. You talking about haters. No, just people have an opinion. You might think you're cute and we think you're ugly. We're a hater. We have an opinion. You're ugly. Right. But be cute, baby. Yeah. That ain't success. Just because you woke up like this type of fucking success. You didn't even do that. Well, some of you did. You're good with the makeup and, you know, whatever. But <laughs> yeah. God gave you that. So we're not hating on that. Yeah, no. I just don't like it. God didn't do a good job of that. Mm-mm. And that's in maybe, my opinion. In my opinion. Yeah. And that's obviously you could say the same thing about me or anyone. So you don't even fucking know. Have seats, guys. Just we don't see out. even the success of of 
of the people I named, Beyonce, Rihanna, you don't know what no they idea. went through. Did none of y'all know that she went through five miscarriages? Yeah. Before there was ever a Blue Ivy. Yeah. Before there was ever a lemonade, yeah. a, a, a self-titled. I ain't know none of that shit. Yeah, and then, then, okay, so in that situation, you got people coming out the woodworks now all of a sudden talking about, not now, now, but when she got pregnant and right. we were all aware, talking about that she really had a surrogate, blah, blah, blah. Oh like, now God. that, that's hater shit. Right. Why even bother? Like, Yeah, but that's but her. The, exactly. <laughs> no one's doing, no, ain't nobody going that far for y'all. And, they, they, and if they are, they're literally in the same zip code, like you said. Mm-hmm. In the same zip code, you're paying the same taxes. You don't matter. You don't. At the end of the day. And at this point, what are we hating on? Your quarantine right. is is a little more... What the Flush fuck? Ain't nobody mine. hating on you, man. Shut you the fuck up. You got more toilet paper stocked up than I do. It's your bum ass. <laughs> man, shut up. Uh. On to the next. All right. So for a more lighthearted conversation. <laughs> you bum. <laughs> 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 that just made me think of Kevin Hart talking about the bum bump. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna have to watch that. Uh, I'm not a huge Kevin Hart fan. I like his last that that, that uh, documentary of all his shit. Oh yeah, that was great. That was cool. That was great. Was cool. I enjoyed watching that. Yeah. You bum. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> Give me an album or a song that, without fails, gets you through any tough situation. Yes, by Shekinah Glory Ministries. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go check it out. And, and it don't get me through it. I just love to hear it. Uh, Tamala Man, Take Me to the King. Oh. Is it Take Me to the King? Take me to, yeah, Take Me to the King. Yeah. yeah. That one. Um, I got a couple. I can listen to the whole Reasonable Doubt album. Um, Brandy's 211. Yeah. That's a cool one. Uh, Aphrodisiac, her, mm-hmm. her brand. It's the best song. Let's just keep your songs. Um, yes, for sure. Tim, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Feeling It by Hove, Reasonable Doubt album. Uh, uh, and Kendrick Lamar, How Much a Dollar Cost. Mm. So mine are uh, Mary Mary's version of um, Won't Give Up Now, Can't Give Up Now. Won't give yeah, up can't give now. up now. That one, that one's probably that one and uh, Kurt Franklin, God, God's properties. The storm is over now. Those yeah. are my two gospel ones that will get me right every time. Nice. The battle is not yours by Yolanda Adams. That's another gospel. I know. I'm, yeah, I just went there, but yeah. <laughs> so there's three, three gospel songs that uh, without fail. Um, and then Beyonce's Freedom. I don't know. It, I don't know what it, that one just the feel of it. It don't even matter what I'm going through. Sure. The feeling of that one just gets me together. That and uh, this is random, but Tanks, I Can't Make You Love Me. That's just because you want to fuck that nigga. That's, that's my musical husband. He doesn't know it yet. And yeah, I honestly, like, I, I find him less and less attractive as I get older, but his voice is still what it is. Nice. So. But yeah, those are my those that's are my go tos. Nice. Mm-hmm. I could do um, man. I got a I got a bunch that I can. Anything from the roots, how I got over album, mm-hmm. uh, fire. It's a bunch of joints. Um, Ndres. Anything her like. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Uh, beautiful surprise album or not beautiful surprise album. It's called Voyage to India. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. 
That's dope. That's the one. Oh man. Yeah. It's plenty. Music Soul Child. Now we just So Music Soul Child, I don't I don't think he has any records that I just like need when I need a picker up or love. No. I mean that's a great song. Yeah. But I'm not. I, me personally, yeah, I'm, not going to, <laughs> I'm not going. I don't think he has that type of music for me. Yeah, that like I need something from it. Now, if I'm just in my space and I want to hear some of the most incredible music mm. and harmonies and approaches and lyricism, can't yes, go wrong there. Absolutely. Yeah, I like um, Kendrick's "We Gonna Be Alright." We gonna be alright. That one's enough. That one and freedom are both like in the same vein for me. It yes. really don't even matter if the situation pertains to. It's just a good song to get your spirits up. Um, and then Janae's uh, "Why Are You Smiling?" I knew she had to be somewhere in there. Yeah, that that whole album is cool to vibe to when you was that Sailing Souls. Uh, I think. Yeah. You tell me shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think so. So one of my another one is. Um, Daughter, mm. what's that record called? Youth, Youth. yeah, that's a dope that's one. That's phenomenal. Rye X, Deliverance, decent mm-hmm. picker uppers. Yeah, I like them. The Stavs, um, Don't Let Me Down. Yeah. That one's beautiful. So too. it's too many. There's, we yeah, can we can just create a playlist of feel good songs. We should do that. We should. Mm. Yeah, we will. Next. Anything that you consider to be absolutely unforgivable? These days, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, outside of... Or that you won't compromise on. I ain't compromising on shit. Like, I'm going to be me. But compromising is like letting you be you. Mm-hmm. As a, You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have these... Like, man, like, you don't know what type, like, how, how many things don't you know? Let's, 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 good conversation. Yeah. So, we have these unforgivables, like, some people would say cheating. Yeah. How much don't you know? Regardless, like, you may found that out. Yeah. But how much don't you know? Yeah. Right? And so, it's really, are we aware? Right. So, for me, when I understand, when I understand that, that it's about awareness, I, I can't really even judge what is off limits or unforgivable outside of violence towards my loved ones. Like, we don't know what we would deal yeah. with because we're dealing with it and just don't know. Don't know, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah, there are more things that, you know, certain betrayals or, or things of that nature that I'm sure... But for me, it's just like, I, I really want you to be yourself. Like, because nine times out of ten, you may be doing something, you're really affecting yourself. Right. And I must be compassionate. And I know that I'm, I, I don't I don't think that I'm better than anyone. I think I'm the worst. Like, I done did some things in my life that I would be asinine to really think that a person doesn't deserve my compassion and my continual presence. Um, to help them through it. Because, nigga, you really fucking yourself over. Right. You really, you know what I'm saying? So, that's my answer. Yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> so, there's a lot of things that I thought when I was younger were unforgivable. But my experience 
you know, um, and I guess this is particularly where the story with my father ties in, is the absolute, um, I guess, worst rejection or betrayal, if you will, is giving up on your child and moving on without them. And so to me, it has always been, if I can continue to hold out hope and leave the door open for a man who went half on my life and never took serious enough the um, the hope that I had for him to still be a part of my life, then really there's nothing anyone else can do to me that will top that. No one owes you anything. You don't owe anybody else anything. When you make a life, it is your responsibility to be there for it. Anybody outside of that, it's really all, you know, what you choose to, to do for each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I kind of gave up on what it means to feel like something is unforgivable a long time ago, but that's particularly why. Like, you can't top that. Nobody can top that, in my opinion. Sounds like you need to work through that. Probably. Sure. There's no probably. That's a for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of us have a lot of things that we need to work through so yeah. that we can uh, apply modern standards. Yeah. That, that, you know, I don't, you know, not trying to speak to your situation, but a lot of times we are basing our standards off of old experiences yeah. that have affected us. And it's like, mm, you yeah. really might be missing out on, you know, what is good for you be, but, you know, in this situation, like you said, nothing can top that. Yeah. Well, that's because maybe you haven't dealt with it. Right. I mean, because looking at it, even even me saying that out loud, looking at it from a literal standpoint, there are plenty of things that could happen to me that would be far more detrimental than that. And it may have been some things done to you already. Yeah. But that's because your standard base is what it is, yeah, you can't. Yeah, that I don't look at it that way. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, so, but that's something that I, I guess, you know, and I said it so long ago, and I, I said this the other day that I have a tendency to do this. Like, once I have created this benchmark, this is the story, this is the narrative, and beyond that point, I don't go back to reevaluate and reassess and be like, you know, that was what it was, but now it's this. That just always remains to be my response. So even for me to say that at this point, you know, it, it's been what it's been. And like I said, my father's deceased now. But where my life is going and where it's been over the last four or five years makes a lot of that experience almost moot. It, it doesn't, I'm not saying that to say that I'm not affected by it anymore, but Ultimately, I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, you're choosing to continue to be affected by it. But in reality, where's the impact? You know, on my actual circumstances. But anyhow. No, I feel you. Yeah. That's what's up. What's next? What questions do you have? Anything you can think of? No, we're just following. I'm following instructions today. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, um... Is there something that you think to be off limits um, to discuss with a new partner about an ex? 
What her pussy smell like? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, unless it's... <laughs> Unless it had a very uh That's not where I saw that going. <laughs> no, I just wanted to be funny in that moment. But uh early on, I don't think um and again, it de- it depends on like you know when you get in a relationship with some people, there's there's the pattern of um you know, the typical, whatever yeah. that is. And then you may get in a situation where you skip the first typical year of what a relationship looks like and obviously there is no way that a relationship looks like but you know what that is for you yeah what i did the first year with x y and z i can't do with a b and c and so um yeah uh it just depends like um i think it i think it's interesting this is another conversation but i think it's interesting to discuss somewhat of the sexual experience because people we and and this is going back to even us like not wanting to discuss certain shit mm-hmm. because sometimes we get into relationships where um the sexual energy that you have now was produced by the relationship prior mm, yeah and this person doesn't meet that standard and then we like well, something's wrong. Right. And it's like, no. Different person. Different person. Yeah. And so I think a lot of conversations, not just about sex, but also about um, new philosophies, because let's say you met someone at, let's just throw an age out, 24, dated them for four years, it's over. Who you were at, and then you meet someone at 28 and a half, Mm -hmm. who you were at 24 that got you to 28, the philosophies that you may even see life in are so different. Entirely different by then. And then you need to have, I don't say you need, I don't think nobody needs, but you should want to express that experience in order for you to have an understanding yeah. of where I am now. Yeah. So no, you have to understand the uh, the maturity level, your own and your lover's maturity levels in certain conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. One conversation that I recall us having before was, you know, I talk a lot about the negative shit that happened in my previous relationships. But a lot of us don't think about the fact that whatever amount of time we spent with these people, regardless of the circumstances surrounding them, we were, for the most part, willingly there. And so for you to go back and look at, for the most part, for the most part. part, (laughs) Um, so for you to go back and look at this year, two, three, four, five years that you spent with this person as an entire waste of your time and to completely dis- discard and disregard all of the decent times and, and the good that you could possibly take away from it, looking at it from that standpoint um, kind of changed things for me in that I was purporting a narrative that I had been done wrong in a lot of instances and it was like well there had to be something good that you took from that so for you to be able to look and and look at that and and find it um you're exercising a bit of grace that I think a lot of us miss out on which affects our next relationship because we're harping on the negative and we're bitter about those experiences sure I so much to say about that it's just far too much go for it well I'm not but (laughs) 
Because I think each person, it, it would be different from for each person. I really could only speak from my experience. Um, you know, you, you have to think about... So, here, you, so we always say, what's the best sex you ever had? Yeah. And that may not necessarily be in your current relationship, right? But how many times do you ask that person, what's the best laugh you've ever had? Right. And it could be with that person that you're no longer with. And that's a very important aspect. Laughter is a very important aspect of our uh, existence. Laughter it has a really important mm-hmm. effect on how we behave, what we approach, what things matter. So you wonder, and then ask someone that. Like, I've asked someone that before. Like, what, what was the greatest laugh you ever had? And she looked at me like... That's such an unusual like question. Like, it it, it's an unusual question, but the first thing is to get defensive, like, and defensive for me, mm-hmm. not defensive for herself. Like, if I say it was with Johnny, are you going to be upset? Right. It, it sets That's a, a real conversation, It's though. a real conversation, yeah. but the other thing that it should do, like, you should be up for the challenge. Like, not everybody we get with have great sense of humor. That's not what we're here for. Yeah. But if you are a person that's up for the challenge to be like, oh, he made you laugh like that, watch what Don't I trip. do. Don't trip. I got this. you. Hold my beer. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Hold my beer. And, and that adds um, tension, good tension mm. to... Because competition is not always a bad thing. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's not even about, or it shouldn't be about the ex. It's about you're in this space right now. I'm not competing with him or, or, or her. Um, it's about... We're in this space now, and I want you to experience good. Yeah. That's the health of the, of the relationship. Mm. Um, and so, you know, just little things like that it, and many other things that we can ask. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's an incredible viewpoint. I mean, again, like so, so much of, of our relationship is jaded by our past experiences, and then we walk into a situation with this ideal of a quote-unquote future that may or may not happen that like you said earlier the past and the and the future both impact the middle the present yeah yeah Yeah. so good shit yo and it's like but you also have to come into here's another uh, conversation that leads into you have to come into come into the relationship the situation with the understanding that there are different outcomes here Mm mm-hmm I would like maybe for this to last 10, 15, 20, 30 lifetime. Yeah. But I also have to be aware that it may not. Right. This may be two years. This may be six months. In that six months, in that two years, however long it is, I need to prepare this person for the next mm. experience. Not mm. just the next relationship, just next experiences outside of yourself. Ooh. Because we all know that the last motherfucker affects us, yeah. regardless of how it went. That's such a level of, of selflessness and consideration, um, though that, again, is not a typical viewpoint to have. Because everybody want to be in control. Yeah, and, and it's very self-centered to walk into a situation thinking that, one, I'm here to be the absolute best at, at whatever. Anything. Yeah, but then also... That that being the case, there will never be anybody else after me that can possibly compare. Now, shooting for that in a healthy way is cool because, like you said, you want to create these experiences for someone 
Um, but banking on that and, you know, doing that in a, in a spiteful way, that doesn't do anybody any good. And it, it hurts you just as much as that other person in your next relationship. Because now you feel like a failure in your previous one. Or you may. I shouldn't say you, you right. will, but you may. But, yeah. You should want to be your best. Not so that you can sit on a pedestal or mm-hmm. on the throne. You should want to be your best so that this person can say, with them, I was the best I had ever been. Mm. This person that you're meeting now is because my ex. It, it didn't work out. Right. Maybe even what they did to me was that caused it to end was the most horrible thing. But the person that I was allowed, and, and I don't want to say allowed because no one's in control, but the person that I became, I am extremely proud of. Yeah. And that's who you're dealing with. Yeah. And, you know, put that in the, in the proper context. But that should be the approach. Like, that's the competition. It's not to be the best dick you ever had or the best man that you ever had. Right. It's to make you the best woman that you've, you've ever been. been. Yeah. And that self-confidence is so necessary for your own health, but also even to be able to walk into a situation with that as the goal requires you to be sure that whatever you went through, whatever bullshit you may have done or experienced is all part of the story. So it's okay. You know, you don't have to walk into a situation like this is what I've been. I'm ashamed of that. And I don't want that to come out. I've been there. I know what that's like. And that gets you absolutely nowhere. They know. Yeah. So <laughs> You just have to trust that your experiences were for a reason and actually learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. all right y'all what's next um uh yeah oh my god deer in fucking headlights hey that's it that's all i had today there's nothing else to talk about what do you want to talk about I'm saying there's so much to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so throw something out there. I don't want to throw something out there. You're running <laughs> the show. You wrote this one. I, I did, and we've gone through everything I wrote uh, and a few things that I did not. This would be the shortest one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> show, but show it. <laughs> Anyhow, um, tell me something that... Something that you took from one of your relationships mm-hmm. that is the most cornerstone part of who you are. If there's anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so... Each one of those relationships, mm-hmm. I, I won't pick a specific one. Each one of those relationships uh, spoke prophetically, in a sense, to who I am as a person. Each one was so frustrated with me. They were like, you are so great. Why do you do this stupid shit? <laughs> and it was such a, it's always, you know, when you hear that, it's always like, you actually care. Aww. And no, but truly, yes, that has, I think each one, most, not just women that I were in relationships with, they would be like, 
but a lot of them also wanted me in the box mm. that they believed men should be in. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't do this or X, Y, and Z. And it was like, bro, but that's, like, who I am. And it's like, if you could... Uh, they It was always like, if you could just get rid of one, two, and three, you would be the perfect man. And it's like, one, two, and three is exactly why you like me. <laughs> it's that, it's that uh, it's contrast. It's all funny games until... If you take those three things away from me, I'm probably not anything. Right, those are cornerstones, and whatever those particular things are, um, yeah. But it was always they knew, even walking away from the situation, like this is still someone that I admire, respect. I just can't. Mm -mm. Yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah, you know, and I always have respected that. Like that's what I be telling. Like man, nigga didn't leave. Shit, (laughs) fuck. Get the fuck out. The fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's like you're asking. That's like me. Asking you, you know, uh, don't cook, <laughs> don't eat, like, yeah, you can leave. About what are you that? talking about, man? You know what Get I'm saying? It wasn't that out. that simple per se, <laughs> yeah, but no, it's like, man, you you want this is who I am. Stop, mm. boy, stop. No, it's not gonna happen. You know, and yeah. and it has always. Um, inspired me to mature because I don't think that I always exempt, uh, exemplified uh, the best um, way of who I am. And as I've gotten older, I can see like, oh, okay. Right. Like, I think now, like, I would be perfect for you bitches. Mm. Like, y'all could love this right here. <laughs> y'all could, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, you ain't like me then. Oh, boy. <laughs> we are ready, set, go. In this motherfucker. So, um, yeah. Hmm. So for me, and and you know, it's important, I guess, in context to mention. You know how to ride dick now. <laughs> well, <laughs> I am done. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kay. <laughs> That was such a great moment. It was. Classic. It was. He was all happy and sing-songy and dancey with it. (laughs) Fuck you. Anyhow. um, (laughs) There is a five-year difference in age um, between us. And so the relationships that I had in the past, I was much younger, much, much younger, both literally and mentally and so some of the things that I thought that I was taking away I later found out that I was not in a position to really learn who I truly was until the last four or five years and so you know when I look back at those situations there's a lot of shit that showed itself that I can speak to in hindsight but as it was happening I just knew I was not the problem like you, you could not have told me that I did anything in any of those situations except one that wasn't stand up shit. And so mm-hmm. I guess I'm in a position now where these are what I would consider to be my formative dating years. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. So whatever happens, you know, later down, later on down the road, the person that I will have become 
during this time is the person who will be able to go back and be like, this is what I took away. These are my cornerstones. So, yeah, interesting uh, experience for me. But, yeah, I'm getting there, though. And, yes, I can ride the dick. Uh, 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 uh. Still can't twerk. You don't have to. What? You don't have to be able to. That is essential worker shit. (laughs) 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 That's why y'all niggas ain't essential workers. But see, nurses know how to twerk. Listen, I'm just playing. Some of them probably do. I know they be in there twerking. That is healing. That's probably what's curing the coronavirus out here. Yep. Yep. Twerking nurses. Those are the videos we need to see. Hey man, because some of them nurses be looking right. I got one on my Twitter page. I'd be like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I know she paid for something. I just don't know what. Mm-hmm. But she did it right. Yeah. Good for her. Absolutely. Salute. Absolutely. Yeah, man. But uh, I was going to say, <laughs> before I was so rudely interrupted, um, that like that even that, that aspect of being able to, <laughs> even that aspect of being able to learn shit from a sexual standpoint and I think that that's a conversation that 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 part is difficult to discuss with whoever next bay is because no one wants to think about this thing that you do that is significant. I'll be wanting to know. I'll be interested. I'm a fucking pervert. <laughs> Where you get that from? I, no, I don't want to know that. I want to know I, what did you do. I don't like. He's like a mad scientist experimental with everything well so the important part for that is because a lot of my philosophy and approach to life is if you look at your sex game it'll mm-hmm. tell you a lot about how you live life factual absolutely factual. so that's why i'd be like oh okay well it's not for the like the other reasons i guess yeah. I, I, like i literally don't know the other reasons outside of like the experience that I've heard or someone has told me. But, like, I'd really be interested, like, what did you do? How did you accomplish that? Yeah. What type of things? Like, I'd really be wanting to know. And it's not, because, like, I'm not a dumbass motherfucker. You weren't a virgin. Yeah. So I know you was slobbing on the balls. <laughs> Several of them. <laughs> right. It's like, what is it? And it sounds like, no, it doesn't. It sounds very interesting to me. I am invested in knowing what the fuck. What was that like when you first slopped the balls? Like, nah, <laughs> this shit's important. What sent you down that road? Man, absolutely. Not necessarily that. Yeah, no. But like, I, yeah. I am, I do find it very interesting to discuss the very first time you've ever tried anything. Like, there's, there's all the, sex is so repetitive, it's a thing that you happen mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. at because we do it so often. There are certain things that you might actually mm-hmm. go and actively mm-hmm. try and, and improve, but for the most part, you get better because you continue to do it. So that very first experience is always like, what was that like? And well, some, sometimes it'd be funny as fuck. Are you ready to discuss it? Let's go there. <laughs> first time you lick balls. <laughs> 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 So I'll be honest, I have to think on that one because the very first time I ever sucked a dick, mm-hmm. I don't believe that I actually licked balls. Mm-hmm. And the experience, Ricky. the very first experience of me Fucking sucking dick Ricky. is like, <laughs> I remember 
a lot about that. I can't really remember where I got to the point where it was like, oh, let's try that too. Okay. So I have to think on that. But I will say that the very first time I ever decided that, okay, I'm going to try this, I, there, there was a grape flavored condom <laughs> because I was, was not you, going. Twelve? I mean, no, but. How old were you when you first started um, this? I would say I was probably, I want to say 16 or 17. Ooh. Yeah. Good time. It was early. It was pretty early. But in that experience, that was, I guess that was one of the first times that it had ever been. It seemed to me that the person that I was in the relationship with at that time, we had uh, fairly mature conversations about sex considering the age that we were. So when it came to a conversation of oral sex, it literally was like both of us asking each other, would you want to try that? Because neither of us had ever done it before. And so, and I told him I was completely freaked out by the pre-cum and like the notion (laughs) of cum in my mouth. Like I just could not, I I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And I had seen videos and, you know, heard stories or whatever of, uh, men, you know, holding your head while you do it. And it seemed so degrading Mm -hmm. because there was the stigma of, oh, you sucked it, you a hoe type shit. And right. and then this was also during a time where, what was it, Cash Money and the Hot Boys and all that was a real thing. Like, they was really, really popping. And so, <clears throat> during during that whole era, that whole, like, slob on my knob, like, corn on a cob shit, folks, would, folks would be so vulgar about the act of oral sex that as a female who was trying to protect whatever shred of reputation she thought she had, right. that was off the table. But this was somebody that I cared enough about and was obviously into enough that... Come here, let me see that dick. We tried it. (laughs) And eventually I eased myself off the condoms. I think there was only a few times that we ever did it with an actual condom. And then once I got over what I was afraid of, then I began to actually enjoy it. He's he's probably the first person that I ever did do, like actually uh, lick the balls, but I don't remember the exact experience. You gave us enough information. Yeah. Nice. So I had to study. I'm a huge studier, even until this day. I, I read this, this, that, and the third. Because the pussy, one, is ugly <laughs> as fuck. Very. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't know what your opinion about dicks is. But They're the pussy is ugly. There is not a cute one on planet Earth. I am sorry. <laughs> it does not exist. It is the... Uh, from, from it comes all beauty. Yeah. So I don't think it needs to be cute at all. So, and I would always have an aversion to, I'm already a picky, picky eater. <laughs> Certain textures and shit, like, <laughs> I, nah, mm-mm. And I was interested. I wanted to do it. It was yeah. like, yo, uh, I want to do this, but I need to find out. So then I learned that, like, women do like the, the, the licking of the hoe, <laughs> the entry hoe, but... She's not going to get anywhere yeah, with like that. that. Some do, I guess. But I think it's a combination of other things. So I was like, oh, there's a button. <laughs> the magic button. And I button. need to focus on the button. <laughs> Press the button. <laughs> Press the fucking button. <laughs> right. And so I dove in. I don't remember exactly. I know it was in the first, with the first person that I also lost my virginity to. Um, 
I was, so it had to be between 17 and 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went in, and it was her first time, and her fucking reaction that I knew I had studied well. <laughs> I had passed that test. Got Very, <laughs> very, like, I probably was down there a minute and a half, maybe. And she, it, it was something my dick could not do. Like, <gasps> she had orgasms from penetrative sex. Yeah. But when I did that, she lost her mind. And I was just like, Job well done. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And so then my history from there has just been pretty uh pretty similar. Yeah. Like once you once you get over the initial and you figure out how it works per se, yeah. then it's all just honing it after yeah, that. Absolutely. Like you, you find different rhythms. tricks and yeah. You get your Timbaland on. I can't. <laughs> Timbaland. Are you that somebody? You get your uh yeah uh Dun, dun, hey. one in a million. <laughs> it on. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get your thing going. And so you just improve the rhythm. Yeah. And each woman obviously has a different rhythm right. that she enjoys. So now that's something that's interesting to me is like, yes, in every situation across the board, there's going to be certain things that this person or that person likes or dislikes, and it's differing per person. But it seems to me that vaginas are so versatile Very. in comparison to dicks. Like, for the most part, I, I would say maybe 80 to 85% of the time, you can get away with doing majority of the exact same thing with whatever dick and get the same response. See, that's your fucking problem. Let's, let's, let's get into it. Hey, let's go. Let us get into it. <laughs> that's your fucking problem. <laughs> no. You, no. Hell no. <laughs> don't, 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 no. Mm-mm. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's not, you want, you really believe that you can do the same? I guess that's because you that have you, experience with that. Well, no, it's not because I've, like I said, there's things that are differing. And so you'll adjust per person, but the basis of the fundamentals are pretty much the same. Yeah, I think the same is true of eating pussy. Mm-hmm. Like I said, from day one, my first time. Yeah. It's been, and I just had to improve upon that, right? So then there's obviously these conversations that happen because uh, I'm very, very vocal and I love to have the conversation with, with you know, the person I'm with. Yeah. And they, they say, oh, I like these type of things. Yeah. Right? But she's never going to be like, I, I don't like what you're doing. Yeah. Because you get me there. Yeah. Like you, and I've heard that men just don't know how to eat pussy. It's a real thing. Yeah. I know a lady who was married to a man for a very long time, and she was like, I did not want him down there. Yikes. I, no. I don't want him nah, down there. Nah, bro. Off limits. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Like, just give me the dick. I, I'll do. I wonder in those instances, is it is it possible to give and take instruction, or are we avoiding the conversation altogether, or is the conversation being had and then people are f- mad because you testing my gangster type shit? I think, yeah, that too. But I think a lot of it is exactly what you was just saying. What got us into this conversation talking about. People think they could just do the same shit. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, that that worked for her. And then a lot of times men 
don't hit the button. <laughs> That tickles me. Like, I don't understand being face to face with a vagina and not seeing this one thing that seems to be. So that goes back to your variety. There are different varieties. Yeah. The dick is. Pretty At attention. You see it. (laughs) Not all women's clitoris is even foreseeable. That's interesting. They, some of them are covered. Yeah. You got bigger ones. Some lips are encompassing. It's just so many yeah. different things. So I can understand if some of the first people that you've met were wrapped. Right. If for, yeah. <laughs> they got a whole motherfucking wrap on their shit. <laughs> a breakfast wrap from McDonald's. <laughs> <on their> shit. <laughs> 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 then you don't really see it. Yeah. And then if it's not the conversation that it's there, so then you assume later on, the next thing. Yeah. And um, you never got it right. And you never know until you, you, know, you may see somebody who has one that is very protruding or it's, a, it's foreseeable. Like, oh, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Right. And then a lot of, a lot of niggas ain't eating pussy growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't probably until you got to 25 that it was like, nigga, you better a, learn how to eat some thing. pussy. Yeah. Cause then your dick stopped working at times. You know, that as you got older, like it just didn't. You gotta find some alternative routes. It wasn't the 16, 17, 18 year old dick no more. Yeah. That just, it doesn't matter what you rub up against that motherfucker's at attention. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of what I was getting at. Like even anatomically speaking, they're so, vaginas are so different from one another and I it takes you. different things. At the end of the day, you know, the dick is where it is. It is very prominent, whether it's big or not. And you know what you're supposed to do with it. Right. But yeah, like you, you tweak your um, performance to the person. And, and so for me, what I, yep, I'm going there. I <sighs> became um, somewhat of a connoisseur of head, like the giving of it. Yes. Because one, um, I went and got like, there was this book called Tickle the Pickle or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was very early, like shortly after I started giving oral sex to the first guy that I ever went down on. And uh, just like learning stuff in that book and then seeing people in porn and shit like that. And you understand that all of this shit, most of it is theatrics, but there's a lot of practical information there. Absolutely. And so um, in each situation, paying attention to someone's reaction. And I would be remiss if I did not admit that a lot of that has to do with ego and being sure. in control and causing someone to react a certain way. Sure. And so that makes you feel good and it's a, like a reward system. So when you're watching for those reactions and different things cause them, then the person that you're with for that amount of time and you're paying attention to what causes them to behave that way, you lean more towards those things. If you go and get with someone else later and those same things don't work, then now you've got to figure out what does. And that, that much is true across the board for everybody. So here's a question, interesting question. If, um, so the curvy guys who have the curves, <laughs> what is that like? I've been fortunate enough to not have to have dealt with any that were like extremely curved to where it would have forced me to have to <laughs> maneuver some weird kind of way. <laughs> but I can just imagine. Uh, perforated straws. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> you got to arch your back and your neck. <laughs> nah, I'm cool. For nah. the ladies who have had the curve. Kudos. 
how you do it? Yeah. Chime in. Let us we know. We would love to hear what that's like. Like, the starting point is totally different. From, yeah, like. 45 degree <laughs> angles and shit. Obtuse triangles and shit. Jesus. Yeah, I can't, I can't relate to that. Okay, so, all right, let me ask you another question since that wasn't your experience. <laughs> uh, uh, sizes. What or what do you enjoy most? Um, The most enjoyable is one that is big enough to cause you to have to approach with respect, but not so big that you can't be successful at it. <laughs> you know, like real shit. I mean, if it's one that you... So you've had that. Well... Where you can say... Uh, have you had too big to suck? Not too big to suck, but too big to be uh, as great and agile as I would like to be. Got you. Yeah. And then... So, approach with respect. Go back to that. Yeah. So, in, in a situation where someone... Is like, you know, you know that you can handle most of it. And if you choose to get adventurous and try and actually go deep throat, yes. it's possible you just can't go crazy with it. Sure. And, and you know, again, there are people who don't have gag reflexes and they can oh, do whatever the fuck they want. Fuck they yeah, I'm not Shout that. Shout out to y'all, I'm not that. <laughs> so, but that... <laughs> But in that instance, knowing that I'm not that, but and knowing myself and what I can handle before it's like, okay, this is making me sick type mm. shit. Because, <laughs> you know, there's only so many times you can gag yourself before the it's like, time, I really I need to throw, throw up. up. Yeah. yeah. So if, if I'm dealing with one where I can use that intermittently or sporadically for effect, then perfect. Perfect. Yeah. But, but if it's that I mean, you could pretty much do that with everyone. It's just going to um, be at a different point on the. So if you I'm are, assuming. I mean, if, yeah, I mean, if, I well, I've not had any fucking history with yeah, this. Yeah, I'm not, I've not had any experiences with one that wasn't um, large enough for me to go there if I wanted to. But there, there are obviously guys out there who don't have enough to even. Have you sucked those stuff? No. Okay. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I've not, but you know, you hear stories, you especially on the. So, have you had a dick where it wasn't big enough for it, for that, and you've been like, "I'm not sucking that." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> Why bother? <laughs> uh, like. Uh, I mean, and it wasn't. Nah, it wasn't a micro. I'm Statistically cool. speaking, I I would assume he was average. Pretty much average. Okay. Yeah, but, but it was just like, but nah, yeah, nah. These Jaws, and there was more context to that. As to I mean, obviously, but I'm just yeah. not sucking. But yeah, no. Nah. But I'm just talking from a pure anatomical. Yeah, no, nah, when you ever looked at him, it was like, nah, nah. Thank God I dodged that bullet. You, I got you. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Ladies, chime in. We got to get our shit together for, to make that possible. Yeah, right? nah. I yeah, mean, we so. just on the we putting it out there. Yeah, yeah. This is really just the passing of time. Yeah. Great conversations though. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I, I'm interested in having those. I need to chop these up to where like the little sequences. Yeah, so and, we can entice yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, like answer this question in, for me. Join us for this titillating conversation. T I T, I lady. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Uh, yeah. Any any more? Uh, dick 
Chronicles. <laughs> Dick sucking Chronicles. <laughs> so I want to. <laughs> I want to discuss anal. And what the fuck is that? Nah, but go ahead. No, okay. So the, I know people who love and enjoy it. I personally am not one. I tried it. Never again. Bye. Nah, nah I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> no, sir. But, you know, I look at those situations where folks are like, this is everything. Have you ever experienced an yeah. anal orgasm? Absolutely. Like, I could, I could only imagine what that's like, but I just can't. I can't get to that point. It I, goes you in. know, kudos to those who can. And then you see the videos of people who like go right in for it. There's no working up to it. Yeah, There's I mean, no that's like the video they edited. Well, yeah, but you, gotta get you it had together. to get to that point where your ass could take it. No, sure. Yeah. And they be bang, bang, bang it. Oof. Yeah, I see it. Oof. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Any experiences with that for you? Yep, never again. <laughs> nope. So, obviously, we're on two different ends of that because one's, one's <laughs> giving, one's receiving. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess people could understand why a woman would be like, nah, I'm cool. Absolutely, I respect it. But Don't even bring it to me. But you are safe here. As, no as the person who would be giving. The asshole is safe with the asshole. <laughs> mm. I am cool. <laughs> What's your reasoning? Bad experience. Okay. You want to leave it at that? Or? Buttery popcorn. <laughs> 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 and that's all I'll say. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were at the theater. We'll just, we'll just let people. <laughs> the metaphor. Yeah. I was there. Let people go where mm -hmm. that's going to take them. Yep. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Y'all can have that shit. Literally. Literally. Nah, bruh. I'm cool. I'm cool. Cool. Uh -uh. So the conversation <laughs> to me, <laughs> the conversation to me, and about men who will actively seek anal sex, yes, but then are like completely quote unquote homosexual, heterosexual, or hey, no, um, homophobic is what I'm okay. what I'm getting at. Right. Um, the conversation like an ass is an ass. We all have one. And I guess, you know, I'm, I'm really just throwing a shot in the dark here because the person that I'm speaking to doesn't even care to do that. So right. we can't, you know, nor do you view things like anyone else anyway. But um, if, if you are, like, what is it that guys are drawn to about fucking someone in the ass that there's a line to be drawn as to whose ass it is? Now, mind you, if I did enjoy anal, I completely understand the perspective, and if the person, the woman that you're having sex with enjoys anal, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. I don't feel like that's yeah, yeah. Uh, homosexual. Right. Um, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, a lot of those guys do be yeah. on the low, down low babies. Um, but, yeah, I think anything that you're doing with a woman would categorize you as heterosexual. Yeah. That does not mean that you have to be homophobic. Right. Which is a social issue yeah. more than it is a sexual issue. But, um, yeah, like, have at it. Find as many hoes as possible <laughs> if you can, you know. Uh, Those orifices whatever. are for the fucking, penetrating. Fucking armpits. That is heterosexual. I'm sure that's a thing. Yeah, I'm sure somebody's done it. People are titty fucking. Titty fucking, toe fucking, or feet fucking. Thigh fucking. Everything. <laughs> like, 
it's just a great feeling. And so do your thing. I don't, you know, yeah. if it's a further conversation about, you know, I feel like people who are homophobic are fearful I mean. of their own tendencies. And we'll get into that at a later date. But I don't have any, re- as a heterosexual man, one of the, from a base level, when I first was introduced to the concept of homosexuality in culture, the first thing I said to myself was, oh, shit, well, that just means it's more pussy for me. Mm-hmm. Less, less people that I have to, you know, maneuver around to get in some of this pussy. Yeah. They ain't bothering me. Like, my nigga, have a good time. I always, even then, I'm like, I don't understand how the fuck you don't like a woman. That was me thinking that you had a choice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you don't have a choice. So then as I grew older and understood that, for some, now, not every person who identifies as homosexual it, it has always been homosexual. Right. You could more so classify them as bisexual or, or pantheistic. Uh, I forget what it's called, where it's multiple. Like, they get into all kind of shit. Polysexual? Yeah, I don't know. It's, mm. it's like pantheon. Uh, oh. oh, pansexual. Yeah. Gotcha. And which is a little... We're not going to get into all that. Yeah. Yeah. So... <clears throat> um. Yeah. So early on, I was just like, "Oh yeah, shit, it's more pussy for for me." Like, mm-hmm. and which was a selfish look on it, obviously. But um, it's true though. Yeah. And then when I, as I got older, it was just like, "Why am I even worried about what other people are doing?" Like, even I think it's somewhat for me to be worried about what another couple is doing. Um. In their sexual experience, that's kind of problematic too. Like I look at somebody else and be like, "Oh, you know what's going on in their bedroom." Yeah, I'm not. I don't care. Now, unless you, you know, y'all, y'all trying to do an orgy or some shit, then it's worth consideration. Now it, now it concerns me. Yeah, but nah. <laughs> so for me, it's just like I'm focused on what I'm doing, which is a great form of selfishness because then I'm not formulating thoughts that could oppress or uh, cause harm to other people. Yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't I didn't want that to turn into that, but yeah. It did. So back to the sex. <laughs> well so much of that is um like you know we've said before, fear comes from ignorance. And so and and some ignorance is necessary ignorance. Like you said, why the fuck am I even concerned? Well, what's going on in somebody else's bedroom? And in any of those instances, you got to admit that there's a moment if you're evaluating somebody else's sexual proclivity, there has to be a moment that you have visualized whatever is happening over there. Absolutely. And I don't think a lot of us want to admit or accept that that's a natural thing for you. you, Yeah, if you're going to go there, then you probably had to think about it. And... That scares some people. Most people don't want to don't want to let their mind wander and then come back like, oh okay. Yeah, I get it. No anal for me. Nah, bruh, I'm cool. Absolutely. Ass eating. We going back to that. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be honest. I have no intention of ever. Bon appetit. Trying that. I'm cool. You should try it. You want me to look your ass? No. Oh, okay. It has to be with someone who would nah, also enjoy I it. Have, I have literally no... So what happens in next relationship or next sexual encounter and you're like, I'm into this shit. And they're like, yo, I'm into this. 
and it's like, I want this to be a part of it, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, no. I mean, I have the right to say that. No, you absolutely do, but I'm just but saying. But, yeah, that. I mean, I guess I can't say that I would never consider it, but I just have no interest in even trying it. And But, see, my reason for saying that is more than anything just, like, guys don't be cleaning their asses. <laughs> Bless you. It's not the coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, so in those instances, I do believe those men wipe their ass or clean their ass. And a lot of people, excuse me, um, it, it, it's a matter of doing it at that time. You go yeah. take a shower, do those type of things. It's a whole experience. Yeah. I don't think you get this nigga out the gym and be like <laughs> open wide. <laughs> You know, hey, I mean, I for some maybe people, it does because some women may like that. Yeah. I love the sweat. People weird, or I don't even want to say weird as if I'm castigating them. It's like people are into different things. Yeah, into different things. Which, on the one hand, like I, obviously I've sucked dick that was not fresh out of the shower. Sure. But I guess, and, and that's another. That's a whole other thing of like, okay, it's not like men don't go pee, and then. Sure. Nine times out of ten, no one is wiping their dick. Some do. Some do. Most don't. You so with most guys. I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing. You that's why. Here. That's why dudes will go and piss off the side of the road somewhere. They just shake and put their clothes back on. That's why that's there's it. yellow stains in drawers and boxers and shit. Yeah, I got a lot of shit going on down you, there too. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So I mean, all of it. At the end of the day, all of it's gross. Yeah, exactly. All of it's gross. What level of gross are you at? Yeah. That's what it kind of comes down I to. I guess so. And it, well, I think we all know it to be innately true, but there's a study that was done that discusses how people's quote-unquote gross factor will decrease as their um, sexual arousal increases. So when you're in that state that you're like horny and you know you're about to have sex – there's a point where, for the most part, anything goes unless you are able to, like, pull yourself back in and rein in whatever, you know, freaky, kinky shit you were considering doing. Because you're in the moment, you feel in whatever you feel in, and you like, fuck it. You don't even give a shit. Literally. <laughs> and so then, that, and that's particularly why sometimes when people are... Uh, masturbating and they're watching these porn videos after they they have their orgasm it's like shut that shit off like why the fuck am i watching i just put a post on twitter i said man this is a good time to actually finish a porn video (laughs) i have never sat through an entire yeah because once you're done you're just like over now i see it don't be disgusting to me i'll i'll bust that nut and then i'll keep watching Mm-hmm. I've done that before, yeah. but I'm not going to finish it. Yeah. i got time like that. But, nigga, I got time today. I got time. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess in any in any sense, I never say never. But as it stands right now, I have no interest in looking at anybody's asshole. And on that note, it's been a great time. It has. Hopefully, people will uh, have an opportunity to listen. Shout out to you, first-time listeners. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Next-time welcome. listeners. Let's do it again. We just be talking our shit. Mm-hmm. Really great conversations mixed in between a lot of shallow bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's just vodka and shit. But, well, yeah. Vodka and shit. Tea and shit. Dumb and shit. Yeah. All that shit. All that shit. Eating ass and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Bye.